how's your delivery to Fantasy Planet, where everyone's fantasies come to life? Great! Organized! For one beautiful night, I knew what it was to be a grandmother. Subjugated, yet honored. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 19, The Cryonic Woman. What woman are we talking about? The Cryonic One. I don't know if I know what that means. Uh, I'm sure we will find out in this episode. Well, I look forward to it. Awesome. Also, is it just me, or is every time you see the name of this episode, you think about uh, the song Giant Woman from Steven Universe? Well, I'm always thinking of that song in, in perpetuity, so... Oh, I know. Me too. It gets in there. It gets it's in your ne- head, and it never leaves. It, it got in there the once, and then it's just uh, there as a background. It lives there now. It, it pays rent. And that's fine, because it, it pays rent It's a through, responsible tenant. It pays rent through beautiful song. I wish I could pay rent through Beautiful Song. It would make things easier on us, uh, financially, sure. Absolutely. Um, if only we could submit a song every every month to Libsyn, and then like, la 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 la, and then Ben sings for 20 seconds, and then that's our, our podcast hosting fees. That'd be fun. And nobody wants that. So I, I, I don't know about that. It seems to me that on this, on this here podcast, there is a good amount of Ben singing. Look, considering I sang like three times in 20 seconds or something in like that in the last episode, uh, there was a lot of me singing in that episode. Uh, if anybody's actually listening to this episode, <laughs> I'm very surprised. Thank you for sticking through. I will try not to sing on this episode. I say, Ben, if your heart feels it, I say go for it. Because I don't think they were as bad as you think they were. Yeah, well, anyways, we should probably talk about Futurama a What is bit. that? Futurama. Oh, Futurama. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, also, we did get we did get some uh, bad news today about uh, very bad the, news. This may be old news uh, by now. We're recording this uh, a week ahead of time, but yeah, the we we just found out today actually that Futurama is going off of Netflix on uh, uh, July first. No. So we'll we'll still be good. We've got copies of it elsewhere. Yeah, but that's like the worst news. It's it's possible. It's probably not the worst news, but it's bad news. Recording uh, as a recorder of a Futurama podcast. It's true. I can only hope that Fox and whoever else holds the rights or whatever, and Netflix get get together and and make nice so that we can continue watching it on Netflix because it's far more convenient than having to find the DVD. It's true. But that's the bad news. The good news is we've got a good, hot, new, fresh episode of Back to the Futurama here for you today, if you can call that good news. Hot, new, and fresh from 2002. Still steaming, in fact. So anyways... uh, I think if it's still steaming, that's a problem. The Cryonic Woman. (laughs) It starts out at Planet Express, 
where Fry and Bender are actually on the Planet Express ship mm-hmm. playing with a smaller plastic Planet Express ship. And there, Fry is like whizzing it around like he's basically like he's a kid and making like whooshing noises. And and uh, then he he like requests uh, he requests to land and Bender denies it and uh, hits start, it with a giant hammer. Just start smashing it. Just well, I mean, it's a regular size. It's a giant hammer to in comparison to the toy yes. Planet Express ship. But it is just, he's just going after it. And Fry is like like leaning down with him and they both laugh. They think this is like the funniest thing ever. Like, we just destroyed this plastic Planet Express ship. It's the best. While being on the, the, the large, correct size Planet Express ship. Also, where can somebody get like a little Planet Express ship? Because I would totally put that in like my apartment. That'd be so cool. It would be cool. I bet they have them, and I bet we're going to get some tweets about it. Tweet at Back to the Futurama if you know where to get one of those things. Yeah, that's not even a joke. Like, I, no, I seriously want one. Yeah, please. But then they're like, okay, well, we destroyed this toy spaceship. Now what? Uh, they look over to the steering uh, station or the, the captain's station, and they see that the keys are still in the ignition on the real Planet Express ship. But dun, dun, dun. Should they do this? Should they? Probably not. Do they? They absolutely. they absolutely decide to do that. Meanwhile, Leela is cleaning out her universe's number one space pilot mug and puts it down next to the universe's number 4,307,697th <laughs> delivery boy mug. It's very precise. It's extremely precise. Also, that's a lot of delivery boys. I Four mean, million? Well, I mean, think about it. There's there's a lot of people that deliver things here on in the year two thousand, the year two thousand plus, um, like I call it, um, <laughs> the year two thousand plus. Uh, there's a lot of people in the year twenty that were in t- two thousand two thousand one to continuing to be now that do deliver things. I just like how you said the year two thousand, and then you spent twenty minutes digging yourself out of that <laughs> hole, but not very well. Digging myself out of a hole and not very well? That sounds like my memoir. I'm sure your wife is thrilled with your marriage. Like, no, seriously. Yeah, I know I your wife. Any... She probably has a lot of fun with that. I, You know, I was going to make a joke, and then I just, like, kept smiling and couldn't think of anything. And just, I realized this is an audio medium, so that was not helpful whatsoever. It is true. So, uh, regardless, at that exact moment, the professor questions Leela about, like, you know, he needs the keys or whatever. She realizes she left him on the spaceship, but, you know, what's the worst that could go wrong? It's not going anywhere. It's tethered with the unbreakable diamond filament. I really appreciate that the unbreakable diamond tether came back. There's a lot of stuff that comes back in this episode. It's it's wonderful. I wonder how much of that is that this was like the finale for season two, because they make a ton of callbacks to even the first couple of episodes that you know we'll we'll get to that here in a little mm-hmm. bit put a pin in that one but uh but I, but I really appreciate the callback to the diamond uh tether and at that moment the ship takes off and sure enough the diamond filament is tied to planet express and so it uh the ship kind of momentarily struggles but then just takes off with planet express literally in tow L- literally the the diamond filament does not break as it as it will not do and uh we just get a little like uh, a montage of it 
running in uh, of the Planet Express ship kind of dragging the Planet Express building throughout uh, places on Earth. Uh, it's true. It's like the St. Louis Arch, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Great Wall of China, which, of course, when they they accidentally break that with mm-hmm. the Planet Express building and a bunch of Mongols start invading. This is why you have the Great Wall of China and also the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And there's also a great moment in there where Bender is literally steering the ship with his ass. And he's like, hey, Fry, I'm steering the ship with my ass. That's the greatest thing I ever saw. I mean, it's pretty great. I don't know if I'd call it the greatest. We are talking about Fry. To be fair, he has seen inter uh, interplanetary space fairing. So, But a robot steering a spaceship with its ass? To be fair, that's pretty great. I've never seen that. Uh, me neither. We're still young. We've got we've got time. We can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Elon Musk is trying to build. A <laughs> robot that steers his spaceships with it with it, its ass. That explains a lot about all this stuff I've been reading about self-driving cars. They're not self-driving. They've got robots steering with their ass. Uh-huh. Okay, we just broke this wide open. Like well, this I, is this is some trade secret stuff right here. We we've broken the code. We're too deep. We we no longer have to worry about the podcast police show, showing up and shutting us down. Now it's Elon Musk's people coming after us. The wait, the Muskins. Nope. Okay, that's. I was trying to go Masons and no, no, no. I'm. I'm I got nothing. But the Free Muskers. No. <laughs> the point is. <laughs> The point is, Elon Musk, if you're listening, first of all, tweet at us because that'd be, that'd be freaking awesome. Please just retweet one of our episodes. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Thank you. But second, uh, please uh, don't sue us for revealing that your secret plot is about robots driving cars with their ass. Uh, third, and I know this is a huge ask, um, could you ship us a couple of Teslas? That'd be great. Mike really wants a Tesla. I so want a Tesla. They are so cool. You don't have to go to a gas station anymore true it's pretty and, neat uh, have you looked at how cool they look oh okay uh, this is not a tesla podcast <laughs> although it is futuristic it's true you just want to make this into a tesla podcast so you get a free tesla out of it which i don't blame you for because that's a great idea let's start one uh but yes let's do let's make this tesla podcast uh so yeah they they keep flying around they knock over the leaning tower of pisa and uh, they come back to New New York and land the ship back down in this now totally destroyed Planet Express building. I want to point out that they, they land the building right where it was, mm-hmm. and then they land the ship inside the building. And it is quite destroyed. It is to pieces, you say. And everybody in the building was just beaten up. Like, mm-hmm. they're all bruised and, like, glasses are broken. And- sure. Uh, Fry and Bender exit the ship and like and no one knew anything and then uh, everybody's there looking angry at them and then one of the walls literally falls down behind them (laughs) it's true and he's like and that's how we learned our lesson (laughs) i i really appreciate bender trying to get out of it with with a pithy kind of fake i mean it's classic bender it yeah that's true um so uh we cut to the professor yelling at leela fry and bender He's yelling. He's yelling at Leela because he, she was so she was so careless to leave the keys in the ship. I mean, have you looked at them? And they're just but like, yeah, Leela. Like even they're blaming Leela for this. B- Bender one. said, "We're all very disappointed in you." And the professor says that he's not going to fire them because he doesn't have the heart. And then he kind of whispers over to Hermes, and then Hermes is like, "You're fired." 
I, I love uh, the idea that the professor isn't cold-hearted enough to fire them and then gets Hermes to do it. I mean, it, it, it's Hermes' job. He's a bureaucrat. Well, and it balances out because as a bureaucrat, Hermes loves firing people, I imagine. So, you know, it it's, seems like a lot of paperwork. But then again, Hermes loves paperwork. He loves paperwork. So, like, you just make you just made Hermes day. Week so even probably. He's he's pretty he's pretty happy right now. So any damage you've done to the psyche of these three gets evened out by Hermes having to fill out stacks upon stacks of paperwork and stamping it five times. Got to stamp it five times. And also, if you're the professor and you're firing these three people, you don't really have to worry about their psyche right now because they they screwed up real bad, real bad. So they're all hanging out at a park trying to figure out what to do next. I do before before we go to the park. I want to point out that they start walking away from Planet Express, and Zoidberg's like, "Aha! Now Zoidberg is the popular one." Yes, yes. Let's all talk to Zoidberg. <laughs> Love. I, I, it, it, he like shoes them away. Like it's it's so sad. We'll miss you. And it's like now that those idiots are gone. Like somehow these three <laughs> people were the thread, where this weird like wall that was just there it was they were essentially like the great wall of china keeping out mongols yeah keeping but, out bender or uh, zoidberg's popularity within the mm-hmm. planet express yep exactly like that exactly. metaphor completed yep you la- you nailed that landing and yeah then they go to the park and they're trying to figure out what they want to do next, like how they're going to get by without jobs. Yeah, Bender asks for donation to the anti-mugging you fund. Which doesn't go over very well. No, uh, Leela stops him. Um, and Fry suggests, what uh, says, what do, you, what do you suggest? A daylight robbery of Fort Knox on elephant back? And that's just stupid. Or is it? I mean, they're ne- never going to be expecting that. Exactly, you never expect it. Unless they also are Futurama fans, and then mm. they know... Well, I mean, it. it oh, wait, now hold on. Oh, I was thinking about this in real life. Oh, I, I was mean, thinking in look, universe. I'm gonna have okay. to. Elon Musk is gonna sue the pants off of me for revealing this ass robot. It's true. Driving plan. So ass robot driving. The. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a great. That's term. the worst Xbox game ever. Like Grand <laughs> Grand Turismo. That's fine, but ass robot driving. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd 100% buy it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I prefer ass robot driving too. It's got it's got more robot asses to drive. This time it's assier. <laughs> I prefer ass ass robot driving 3. The trilogy completes. You really get the good story. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'd hate to have those cliffhangers from <laughs> Ass Robot Driving Two just left unanswered. Exactly. You've got a you've got a fair point. It's the um, best story based Ass Robot Driving game ever. Leela suggests why don't they get jobs? Which uh, one of the other two is like, but we just had jobs. Leela says that you know she saved their old career chips back from mm-hmm. uh, Space Pilot Three Thousand. Yep. And Fry has no idea what she's talking about. Has completely just removed it from his brain completely. If it ever made it there to begin with, and she's like, "It's, it, it's what tells you what your job is." And he's like, "What?" She's like, "It's, it's how we met." He's like, "Go on." Like he has no idea. 
Um, <laughs> I love his response to it's how we met. Go on. So she re-implants the career chips in Fry's hand and her hand. And then they head back to the cryogenics lab to get those career chips scanned. So uh, they get them scanned. Uh, Leela goes first. And it turns out she put in her hand the uh, career chip for the delivery boy position. And then her old boss scans Fry's hand. And, oh, well, that's the cryogenic counselor. Like, welcome back. It's it's amazing to me that just, yeah. There's also a little just kind of joke about uh, how Leela had decorated her office with a I Hate Mondays poster with a little mm-hmm. dissatisfied looking monkey on it. Well, mon- I, Monday monkey is working for the weekend, sir. I just I just love it because she says that line. Because anytime <laughs> anybody complains about Mondays, I'm just like, Monday monkey lives for the weekend. And... <laughs> As is the great story of my life. Nobody knows what I'm talking about because I talk about Futurama a lot. Sure. Well, unfortunately, we don't have an outlet to talk about Futurama for an hour a week. It's true. Let's get back to this Tesla podcast. (laughs) So have you seen the ludicrous speed? So (laughs) uh, Bender also pulls this dismembered arm out of his compartment and he's like, hey, I wonder what job I've got. And uh, they scan it. Now, here's the interesting part, because... I also looked this up. Because usually, uh, traditionally, when I watched Futurama, uh, I would watch it on DVD. And the when they scan it, uh, when they scan this arm Bender has, it says Chainsaw Juggler. Mm-hmm. That's the Netflix version. And I was like, that's not... That's not right. There's no, like, that's not a I had, thing. I had the same exact reaction to it. So, yeah, if you look it up, uh, it turns out that it was changed after a uh, terror attack mm-hmm. in 2011 so, so uh, in Norway. Yeah, uh, the original one uh, for the original airing and on the DVD was uh, Prime Minister of Norway. Yes. Um, and so there was this terror attack in Norway and the Prime Minister uh, was killed in this. And so... Netflix and uh, any other any other syndication syndicated versions got altered to say Chainsaw Juggler, which I mean I get it's a kind of a funny joke because it's this severed arm. Sure, he juggled chainsaws. So I, I bet yeah, I bet you that's where they came up with the joke anyway. But For, uh, not the the secondary joke. Yeah. But then the weird thing is that he's like ah oh, the the Leela's old boss is like ah oh, welcome aboard sir and like this you know really pomp and circumstance sort of uh greeting and it makes no sense as chainsaw juggler like i get i get the the impetus for changing it yeah and i i i think it's a uh i have issues with changing things after the fact even if it's for good reasons which is a whole other rant that i will not do on this podcast okay but i feel and i get the the chainsaw juggler joke but it's the reaction to it. Would you? Would you? If they recut the reaction to it, it'd be like, I mean, how do you recut the reaction of that and still get Bender where he needs to be? If you're removing the original joke and turning it into Chainsaw Juggler, because there's no right. I mean, you have to replace it with some other prestigious sort of thing. But then I guess you run the risk of the same thing happening later on. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's kind of a lose lose situation. I think. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was weird because it caught me so off guard because I've seen Futurama so many times at this point 
that even when I do watch it on Netflix, and for now, I'm not paying that close of attention because I've seen it so many times. I just know, oh, yeah, it says Prime Minister of, of uh, Norway. Yeah. Like, so it caught me crazy off guard. Yeah, which, it, it's it, to me, it, I'm, I'm very similar. It stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, again, I get why they changed it. I don't, I don't think, I, I get why they changed it and, um, it just stuck out to me, especially with the reaction. I agree. Like it didn't quite fit anymore, but I, I, I still found some absurdist humor in that moment, even with yeah, the for cut, sure. So. so anyways, uh, now it, it cuts to Fry and Bender just working in the cryogenics lab. Yeah. They, uh, they use the probulator on somebody that comes out of cryogenic sleep. They, uh, scare an old man into cardiac arrest and then freeze them back, freeze that man back in uh, in the tube arguably to uh wait until they have a cure for heart attacks and then uh one of the guys there is like but we have a cure for that now but they just kind of leave him in there and yeah. start it, using his tube as like a refrigerator yeah so uh there's a lunch you know it's lunchtime and fry says i ordered a pizza and leela comes in and says i have a pizza for icy wiener there's another callback another like call so back. many good callbacks in this episode fry says that uh, actually, the pizza's free because it was 33 minutes, and she says, no, it's 23 minutes, and then now they've got boxes that'll tell you how long uh, it's taken for your pizza get to get there, which, the future. The future, yeah. It's it's the thing we all want. The thing we all want. And then, A pizza box that tells us, it's only been 30 minutes since you got your pizza shut out. So, Fry, uh, it, it threatens Fry, and he's like, all right, we can take this out back. I think I can take the box. <laughs> Lula says, "I just just pay me. I still owe thirty dollars on this uniform, which it, the box corrects to thirty five. But yeah, so <laughs> he calls her a stupid meatball. Leela seems to not what? be really having a good time with this new arrangement, but Fry's loving his new job. Sure, it's a pretty. It looks like a pretty swanky job. He I mean, basically the, tells people where the bathroom is when they wake up, yeah. and then dials buttons on the probulator. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the best job he's ever had. Hell, it'd be the best job I've ever had. I think." All right, let's get those career chips changed then. Ah! <laughs> My fake scream was not very convincing. I apologize. Um, it may not have been convincing, but it was hilarious. They're trying to figure out who to unfreeze next, and they go. They they're looking through a bunch of tubes, and there's one with this like commando looking dude in it. With He's like, like mid grenade toss. And the He's next pulling the pin out of the grenade. Uh-huh. The next Th- one that's not the pin I told you to keep in put the pin in, but you know what I'm saying. Right. The next one is Weird Al, like eighties style Weird Al. Yeah, with wearing like, a shirt that says eat it and wearing uh-huh. the Michael Jackson stuff. And I, I they seem very dismissive of that and um like they are straight up just like, no way. Like they yeah, like no can way. we just stop and talk about this for a moment? Just a moment. Mike is kind of a big Weird Al fan. Kind of a big one, yeah. He's very good. He's a very good musician, and he's very funny. That's all I have to say about that. This is not a Weird Al podcast. And the last one that they look at is Polly Shore, which they choose over Weird Al. They're like, "Oh hell yeah, we're gonna open up this <laughs> Polly Shore tube." Yeah, I yeah. There's some some choices being made. And not the choice I would have made. I it's not the choice I would have. But when 
no offense to Mr. Shore, but if given the opportunity to choose between a commando literally pulling a pin out of a <laughs> grenade or Polly Shore, I'm going to pull that commando out of that tube. I see. Okay. Um, if you're Polly Shore and you listen to this podcast, thank you. And tweet at Back to Futurama and let us know how, how mad you are at Ben's, uh, Ben's insult. I mean, I'm kidding. I just... I don't actually have any beef with Polly Shore. Oh, this is the new Twitter beef. Polly Shore versus Ben. Polly Shore versus Ben. Let's let's do this. So on the probulator, uh Polly Shore turns out to be hella smart. Super smart, yeah. Uh he's going on about uh running computer simulations about the biodome mm-hmm. and biodome. Like uh, things that he he talked way too fast for me to write down. Uh talking about the the it, biodomes are not really sustainable regardless of the shape that it's in dome cube etc etc hey now that you're in the future you can go live in an actual biodome an unattractive prospect while researching for the role i ran computer simulations demonstrating incontrovertibly that the whole bio enclosure concept is fundamentally flawed be it expressed via dome sphere cube or even the stately tetrahedron buddy Polly shore was set to be unfrozen <laughs> For the thousandth anniversary of one of his films, Mm -hmm. but Fry got him out of the tube early so they could hang out and stuff. He also says that he he was interested, uh, his interest was piqued in cryogenics based on Encino Man. And so he resolved to freeze the weasel. The weasel! Fry is very lost until like the buddy or weasel comes out. Okay, now who's in Ben's euphemism corner? I walked in there myself. With the weasel. With so, the weasel. Next up, they open up another tube. Fry is going to pretend to have space plague. Actually, I think, isn't this, doesn't the tube just open by itself? I don't think they open it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's time for the tube to open. Yeah, but they're, they're prepping up. Uh, sure. They, Bender puts on a gorilla mask. Uh-huh. They, well, isn't this when Gorilla, uh, gorilla was before he's wearing a ghost sheet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing the ghost sheet. All those details aside, uh, the tube opens, and it's Fry's old girlfriend, Michelle. Which, uh, it's always... I never actually looked it up. I've always been like, I know that voice. Like, who... Like, it was always kind of there. I knew who it was. I finally looked it up. Sarah Silverman. Yeah, I I had looked it up a while ago, because I I knew... I had the same situation as you, but I've always... I went to look it up because I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Uh huh. Well, I'm, t- I'm terrible at, at recognizing voices in general. Sure. Um, but yeah, I was like, God, I know that voice. And yeah, it's, so I learned more new things about this episode today. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that the, our listeners out there are good at telling voices apart or else this is just invisibilia again, <laughs> where, where the two people are just talking to sound like one person. I think we're good. I think. I, I'm totally Ben, not Mike. This hey, is my Mike voice. Hey, I'm totally Ben. This is Ben now. <laughs> Welcome is back to Futurama. We talk Futurama and stuff. Bender is the greatest Bender ever, Bender. Zoidberg is hashtag Zim- Tweet it. Tweet at Team Zoidberg. Tweet at Team Zoidberg? <laughs> I'm Ben. I can't say words right. Wait, I'm wait. That's a dig on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I should glass houses. I shouldn't be throwing stuff. Okay, so uh, yes, it's Fry's ex girlfriend Michelle, 
um, who, of course, broke up with him, like, shouting out of a car in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that one. She, she's like, Fry? Is it really you? He's like, I don't know. Is it really you? <laughs> and she's, she's like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I mean, in that moment, Michelle was like, you're, yeah, she, she you're on the right it. side. She gets it. It's definitely Fry. We get a little backstory on Michelle mm-hmm. here. Uh, after Fry left, things took a turn for the worst. Uh, throughout, Fry interjects with, sorry. Yeah, just like, like all the time. Basically, the long the the short of it is, because we've used all of our time this episode talking about Teslas. And making each other's voices. Basically, she got married, and uh, she... Uh, her husband attended the law school so prestigious that the basketball team was coached by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I want to watch that basketball team play. The moment that he graduates, she looks at like she catches the graduation uh, cap. cap and she looks over and he's making out with somebody. And so she goes to the only place she goes to the only <laughs> place that'll cheer her up, which is a carnival. And a, I quote, a corn dog bone got caught in the control <laughs> panel of the spizzler. And she was stuck in it for like eight hours or something like that. <laughs> First off, I love the names that this this writing the Spizzler so great. Second, corn dog bone. I don't really want to know further. Although, I mean, it's a carnival, so you never know what's in those corn dogs. Third, the uh, well, not third, but continuing, uh, Michelle had a lot of time to think on that eight-hour Spizzler ride, and she decides that the last time she was really happy is when she was with Fry. So she froze herself. Of course, she didn't realize that Fry had frozen himself. Nobody knew because his parents called off the search because they felt it was a waste of taxpayer money. Oh, oh, the fries. So she she didn't know where he was. She just froze herself for a new start. Right. Michelle is being introduced to the the future, um, and she's kind of terrified of it. There are giant flying roaches. Uh, um. The art at the museum is tattooed on fat guys' stomachs. Nobody's interested in art that's not tattooed on fat guys in the future. It's good to know. Um, and then when you want on a horse buggy ride throughout Central Park, uh, there is a, I, I don't know, conductor or what would you call that? I don't actually know what See, those See, I looked it up called. and I couldn't figure it out either. So the guy that like gets the horses, the, the musher, let's go with the musher. The musher has a second alien musher. Back at Planet Express, uh, the crew is begging for their old jobs back. The new crew is doing a good job, and Amy, Hermes, and Zoidberg come out of the ship. They just came back from uh, Fantasy Planet. Uh, Yeah, Fantasy Planet, uh, where all your fantasies come true. Uh, Professor asks, how was it? Amy says it was great or something. Uh, Hermes says it was efficient. And Zoidberg says that for one beautiful night, he knew what it was to be a grandmother. Subjugated, yet honored. Sorry, I just... I, you know me. I'm hashtag Team Zoidberg. I'm going to laugh every time Zoidberg says something funny. Team Zoidberg. Team Zoidberg. <laughs> so, Speaking of callbacks. So while Leela and Bender are begging for their jobs back, Fry shows up right as Bender's saying to like screw Fry because he doesn't deserve his job back. And 
really all Fry wanted to do is introduce everybody that he knows to his on-again, off-again girlfriend of the last thousand years. And one by one, he introduces them and she screams because... You know, it's like mm-hmm. you first. It's a it's a cyclops. Then it's a robot. Then it's an old man. Which which she looks over at Fry and Fry nods, and then she screams. And then Hermes and Amy, who are normal, and then Zoidberg, who then Zoidberg screams crazy, uh, crazy screaming, and runs away, uh, which is a good payoff to that joke. It's a very good payoff. Um, so Michelle is sitting down and with Amy, and and is kind of wondering why Fry fits in so well. Uh, Leela sits down and says, it's because you didn't really fit in too well in your time. And Michelle's like, but I, I really fit in well. And then Z- I, what does Zoidberg say in response to that? I have no idea. But he says he says something about like, oh, honey or something. And then she drops the tea. tea they're drinking tea. Mm-hmm. So she drops the teacup. And then after a little bit, it just comes back together. And she gets even more freaked out which is why would you be freaked out that's the coolest thing it is super cool you never have to worry about your your cups being broken ever it's awesome i'm just gonna throw this out right now michelle is dumb because that's awesome well i mean it's very clear that michelle wants to be back in the year 2000 the dumb times right we're living in the dumb times right now i want teacups that when you drop they reform i i want a a lop a space lobster doctor Actually, no, I don't. Do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you really, though? I, I, I want to be around a space lobster doctor. I do not want him to be my doctor whatsoever. Although I would allow him to be my stand-up comedian. Also, the the guys at Planet Express are like, why would you get back with your ex? That's terrible. And Fry says, no, it's different now. Before, she was demanding and possessive. But now she wants me to do stuff and stay with her all the time. <laughs> Synonyms and definitions don't really work for fry do they back at the cryogenics lab michelle's complaining about the future she is she has a lot of complaints but she also brings up that she doesn't even have a job fry's like oh right i was supposed to give you a job pulled out your palm and tries to give her a, a career chip he's like it's just like getting your hand pierced just like getting your hand pierced because literally it is she decides that the year 3000 is so bad that she wants to take herself and Fry into the tube to go to the year 4000. Uh, initially, Fry kind of uh, rejects the idea and tries to push back against it, but then goes along with it. And then they but walk into the cryo tube and kiss and get frozen. And in one of Fry's maybe smartest lines ever... Um, she because she says let's do this now and never regret it and they walk in and then the tube opens in this desolate green toxic looking wasteland i called it a hellscape um the hellscape is good it's a good descriptor they open up the to the hellscape and he says michelle i don't regret this but i both rue and lament it see now what i just said about him not knowing definitions or synonyms kind of backfired on me because he definitely knows dude's a walking thesaurus when he wants to be but only when he wants to be only when he wants to be it's he see elastic intelligence again fry's not really happy because the year 4000 is severely disappointing he says i missed the year 3000 when life was simple and brains flew through space and everyone was everyone ate lasers i don't think i remember the second part i think i remember the first part but i don't remember anybody ever eating lasers 
Well, and the part with flying brains actually hasn't happened yet in the Well, I think they're theories. established. No, not yet. Not even not, not even no. seeing I They don't even know they don't even know what's what they are yet. Because okay. they're a complete mystery until that episode, which is in season three. We haven't gotten there yet. Interesting. I retract my previous statements. Um so they continue to fight a bit. Um and then Fry she uh, Michelle gets Fry to build a shelter and he you know, it takes a long while, but he's done, and he looks up, and Michelle says, I'm not getting in that tiny hole in the ground. Well, it's it'd be bigger, but I'm standing on a gopher. Um, but yeah, his shelter is literally just a vertical hole in the ground. So this is... Uh, that two people can sort of squish into. And if you remember, war is the H word, which he made a very similar shelter for himself against the brain balls, or the regular balls. Sorry. He's, he's kind of... Um, he's hole-centric. Welcome to Mike's Euphemism Corner. I'll see myself out. Um, so, <laughs> they get woken up by a bunch of kids decked out in this like Mad Max sort of like uh, uh, futuristic like hellscape. hellscape apocalypse gear. And they're like, oh, maybe these kids will help us. And then they all pull out guns and point them at Fry's head. And he's like... We're saved. <laughs> oh, Fry. He he doesn't wake up gracefully, does he? He does not. So they get brought in as kind of intruders to the society in front of Butch, their leader. Says, I took your hole and you can't do nothing about it. Michelle's like, okay. <laughs> it's very fine. I just love the delivery of that. The only reason I'm even bringing that up is because I love the delivery of that line. We're just like, okay. I'm Butch, leader of this place. I took your hole and you can't do nothing about it. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 truly a classic delivery of that. Um so Fry gets Butch to allow them to join their society. As long as he as long as they don't interfere with their grand works. Uh like using pipes to sma- to hit a couch. Uh-huh. And just wanton destruction of stuff, whatever. Whatever they can get their hands on. But Michelle's not very happy because she feels that Fry could take over this society of small children. <laughs> when you say it like that, it's hilarious. Yeah, she kind of calls him out for not having any ambition, and she wants power. He says, if it'll make you happy, I'll overthrow society. So he challenges Butch, and uh, Butch says that it'll be decided with death rolling. Which is, it's like skateboarding. Half the time somebody dies. Oh, so it's a little safer than skateboarding, <laughs> which I have. I, I don't want to. We've spent a lot of time talking about stuff on this episode. Okay. And I won't go too much into it, but I have a whole rant about just comedic timing based on this one line. Because when you watch this episode on like Comedy Central, where mm-hmm. they're really chopping it up for time to compress as many commercials in as they can. Sure, as you do. The timing of this line is terrible because he finishes saying that line and immediately cuts to the next scene. But the funniest part of this line is that there's a there's a beat and then he gets this real big like grin on his face because he thinks he's the most clever person ever. And then back to a normal face. And this sort of beat smile beat is great. And you don't get it when you watch it on Comedy Central because Sorry, Comedy Central. You don't understand comedy. That's my rant. Moving on. Uh, a shot. A shot's fired at Comedy Central. 
come at me, Comedy Central. Uh, let's not. Let's not. No. Let's not not have Comedy Central and their lawyers come after us. No, that's not a good idea. We've, we're pissing off a lot of people <laughs> in this podcast today. I'm going to have nothing left by the time Elon Musk is through with me. What is Comedy Central going to do to me? Come at me. The views expressed by Ben are not... <laughs> are not representative of the entirety of Back to the Futurama Media. <laughs> Anyways, so they go to do some death rolling. It's basically explained that uh, the two of them are going to be on skateboards. Although Butch gets like this rocket hoverboard and Fry gets like a normal skateboard. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it is still is it? Butch's society. Well, I, I mean, Butch gets to set the rules, so... So, regardless, um, and they're both holding, they're both holding on to this bandana. Whoever is the last one to uh, hold on to it wins. And so they uh, they start up. First of all, the the uh, Butch's girlfriend who's doing the countdown counts down in Hebrew, which is just like unex at this point unexplained. She's just counting down in Hebrew, and then they start off. And they're going down this highway where like Hummers are shooting at each other, <laughs> and which also all the cars here are on wheels. I didn't notice that. That's a good point. Yep, every single car in this shot is on wheels, not hovering. Not hovering. They're like wolves with rubber feet, like Turbo Wolf. Like Turbo Wolf. But yeah, and so they they do this sort of chase scene on this highway where like cars are shooting at each other, and then. Um, but they're both holding on, and then they come to a like fork in the road, and the they get kind of wrapped around this pole, and they're still both holding on. Mm-hmm. But Butch scraped his knee, and he's kind of crying because he's like twelve. Yeah, Fry kind of leans over, is like, "Oh, I if I could help," and then just yanks it, and it's like, "Ha ha!" He's pretty thrilled that he overthrew society. Uh, the rest of the kids uh, draw their weapons at Fry. And right at that point, this uh, big Hummer rolls up and this soccer mom looks out the window and is just like, kids, come on, it's time for Hebrew school. (laughs) And they're all like, I don't want to go. They all grudgingly get in this Hummer. One one of them even says every Monday and Wednesday, it's all the same. And then they drive off and Fry is like, the future is confusing, (laughs) which to be fair, I get. Sure. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. There is a whole whole bunch of stuff. Um, so they, Michelle and Fry have another argument. Um, Michelle kind of uh, says, when we get back to the hole, we're going to have a long, boring discussion about our relationship. And starts walking towards the hole. And Fry says, well, I'm going to tell you this one thing. And then whispers, I'm leaving you. Mm-hmm. So he wanders off through this hellscape wasteland and climbs up this mountain and he peers off into the distance there is what looks like a city off in the distance and there's searchlights in the air and so he treks towards the city and and gets there and as the dust settles he finally finds some footprints and handprints and then it turns out it's like prints in cement like in front of the uh uh, was it Lowe's Chinese Theater? Uh, Lowe's Gaddafi's Man's Grauman's Chinese Theater. Well, yes, in Futurama, I was trying to make the reference to what we have today in the year 2017. Oh, in the dumb ages. In the dumb ages. <laughs> but yes, in in the in the future, it is Lowe's Gaddafi's Man's Grauman's Chinese Theater. Um, um, some of the signatures in the sidewalk are 
Morbo, Slurms McKenzie, and Calculon. And Dame Callista Flockhart. Good on her. Uh-huh. Good about on her. about time. I've been saying it for years. She she for should years. be She should be damed? What's what what Well, I mean like Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. No, but like what is there a term for that or is that just like is that like being knighted? I think it's like being knighted. Is it called being knighted? I think it might be called being, we, being we knighted. We have a lot of listeners in the UK. We like do. We, we're dumb Americans. Please explain this one to us. We don't know how this works. <laughs> us dumb Americans with our giant steaks and hamburgers and... Cowboy hats. And cowboy hats and guns. and. But yeah, and so as, as the dust all clears and he's looking around this city that has people walking around, the Planet Express ship lands right in front of this theater in the year 4000 and fry's fry's like oh what are you doing in the year 4000 and they explain no this isn't the year 4000 uh you were in Polly shore's tube you've only been frozen for two days they were going to deliver you to the theater but they realized it wasn't you and they threw you in a ditch and he goes on this whole rant first of all uh yeah, if you look up at the movie that's playing, it's um, Jury Duty 2, Trouble on the Hubble. <laughs> I didn't catch the subtitle. That's very good. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to know why there's a jury on the Hubble, but that's okay. And then, yeah, he has this whole rant where he's like, aren't these the decaying ruins of New New York in the year 4000? Nope, Los Angeles. He's like, but there's gangs of 10-year-olds with guns. That's LA for you. Everybody's driving around shooting at each other. Look at this guy with the social commentary. The air is green and there's no sign of civilization anywhere. <laughs> he just keeps going. The people are phonies. No one reads. Everything has cilantro on it. I'm with Fry on this one. <laughs> um, just his whole rant is so good. It's very good. Um, um, a limo comes up with and uh, the window rolls down and it's Polly Shore and Michelle. They're they're enjoying a nice uh, beverage, and Michelle says it's not working out, and then they drive off, just like in that shot in the first episode. Like it's it's another great. There's so many good callbacks. So many good callbacks. Um, so they they get back in the ship and return to New New York. Um, Fry asks for his job back. Uh, the professor is like, I don't even remember why I fired you in the first place. Uh, Bender explains about destroy destroying the the building. The professor is like. Oh, right. And then he pulls this lever and drops Fry out of the ship. Yeah, and he says, get lost. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. And there you go. And that means it's time for... Grades. This is an interesting episode, I think. Um, There are a lot of good callbacks, which I really enjoy. I, I know I brought that up plenty of times. I really enjoy a lot of the jokes. But there's nothing in this episode that really really like hooks me it's kind of a weird episode because i can't put my finger on exactly what i like and don't like and it's very weird because usually as you all know i'm very articulate in my or at least i like to think i'm articulate in my approval or judgment of an episode here i'm just like i don't know it's good um b yeah, it's it's kind of hard to disagree with that. It's it's good. It's a good episode of television, of course, because most of the episodes of Futurama d- uh, uh, this early on are very good. But at the same time, it's uh, it's nothing special. I mean, you kind of get a little bit of Fry's past, and uh, obviously his future. Uh, it just, but it it's just 
fine. It's n- not the best. It's not the worst. It's not. It's. I'm having a hard time of, you know, coming up with anything else to say about it. Really, it's. I think you're right. It's a B. Right, and I, I think mostly. I think part of the problem is just there's so much going on here, and there's a lot to unpack in this episode. Yeah, it had two guest stars. It had Polly Shore and Sarah Silverman, and it just it makes it a very busy episode. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's good, but also, and I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I said, B. If you uh, agree or disagree or you know anything, uh, just want to talk about Futurama, uh, want to correct us on on our use of dame or knighting or whatever, because or you know, anything that we talked about in this episode of podcast that we just did feel free to drop us a line you can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we are on itunes podcasts feel free to rate review subscribe send it to your friends Uh, we we love having new people to talk to and and uh, yeah absolutely come bring your friends to this party and uh, just a few things before we close out the show uh, for the episode. Since this is the last episode of the the season, uh, we'll probably be taking a break next week. Uh, we might have we're talking about some stuff we might do mm-hmm. as sort of a filler, um, but high concept. But we're taking the week off from doing normal episodes. We'll be back with season three in a couple of weeks. Keep in mind this is where Netflix and the production order differ. For the remaining time, then it's on Netflix, which uh, cheeses me off so much. (sighs) Next up is going to be Amazon Women in the Mood. So if you're watching on Netflix, uh, you can't trust Netflix order anymore. So Mm -hmm. uh, just keep that in mind. And um, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world world of tomorrow. tomorrow.